Hello, and welcome to another Church Mission Society podcast. We try and bring together stories from people across the globe who are involved in God's mission so that you can pray, learn, and participate in mission too. To discover more stories, visit churchmissionsociety.org. Hi, this is Jenny, and I'm here with Malcolm Pritchard, who is back in the UK after spending the last few years in Uganda. Welcome back, and welcome to the office. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing? Thanks very much, Jenny. It's very good to be here, and I'm enormously grateful for the help all the people in this office um, give me, really. I'm located in Gulu in uh, northern Uganda, and I teach at a theological college. It's a college named after uh, Janani Luwum, the archbishop who was killed by Amin 42 years ago, and whose martyrdom is, is really in the tradition of Ugandan martyrs. And uh, February the 16th, the day on which he was killed, is now a national holiday. It's a hugely important figure. And the college has the honour of being named after him. So we are training uh, leaders for the Anglican Church in Uganda, but also hoping to expand the college uh, to other subjects such as children's work, counselling and and community work. Great. So um, is the college kind of a campus on its own or is it within more of the diocesan kind of centre or community? Can you paint a picture of where you are? Uh, Gulu itself is a rapidly growing town shortly to acquire city status. It's got uh, the longest runway at the Gulu airfield in Uganda and that's uh, a fairly busy little airfield. Um, We are uh, a couple of miles outside of town so immediately quite rural, uh, near a, uh, a village called Lachor, and at Lachor there's the, the second largest hospital in Uganda, which employs 600 people. Um, and then the, the village, I suppose, that the college is in, we'd call Misan, it, it, it's the, uh, the word for mission. And in, in Misan you, you have the diocesan offices, the cathedral, the orphanage, the women's development centre, the uh, diocesan clinic, uh, Gula High School, Gula Primary School and college. And we're sort of on the edge of this, we're at the top of a hill and we're surrounded by fields, uh, mango trees, uh, maize growing when it's the season for that. Uh, long views across to hills in the distance. It, it is uh, a very beautiful location and the whole campus is being uh, beautified. We say that, that the lady who's doing this is landscaping the kingdom and there have been very many improvements even while I've been there. So most people are hugely impressed when they come through the gates uh, and see the beauty of the, com- the campus compound. Great. It's great to kind of be able to visualise some of where people are. Um, So your role involves teaching and mentoring students. How many students are there at the college at any one time? Well, this semester we've got 39 students. We will have some students on on placement. 
you will know that there are many South Sudanese refugees in, in North Uganda at the moment. And we, we've, we have and we've had South Sudanese students at college. Uh, some of these were, once upon a time, lost boys, if that means anything you know, to listeners, that uh, their stories are extraordinary. But now they are uh, leading churches, churches in the, in the refugee camps, the, the community going through its own exile. And um, there's an excitement about what God is doing there so that when they go back, it'll be they'll be going back as different people for a different kind of South Sudan. But then uh, we also have uh, students from different dioceses in, in northern Uganda. Um, these include uh, Kitgum, West Lango, Lango, Nebi, and we're expecting students from Mardi West Nile Diocese for the uh, certificate course in theology, as, as well as the Diocese of Northern Uganda itself. We had six uh, lady students uh, last semester. Um, great variety. Excellent. And are they all kind of training for ordination, or are some of them sort of training in lay ministry? It's a mixture of both. Some are training to be ordained. Some are already ordained, and and then we have a uh, lay readers course and and a catechist course, and and we see the lay readers and the catechists as of being strategically very important because very often the priest will be posted to uh, the, uh, the the mother church, uh, and then there'll be several sub parishes, and this is where the lay readers and the catechists will do the work. So they're going to be the ones who'll be on the front line. In, in the villages and of course it's good to properly train the ordinands but we see the work of training lay leaders as being vital. Absolutely, kind of maximising the number of people who can work for the kingdom across their areas. Um, so uh, what do you teach and what's involved in kind of the mentoring side as well, yeah. what you do? I, I'm not really a, an academic um, I love the Bible and I've always kept up with my reading of theology. Um, so whilst I'm not teaching Old Testament or New Testament, uh, I do do a variety of subjects. The bishop's main concern for my role there is that I help in the uh, spiritual formation of the students. And this is a, a vital need in the church in Uganda. Uh, so uh, I'm usually responsible for discipleship uh, and in that we, we've taken people through Psalm 23, the Lord's Prayer, the Beatitudes, things like that. And we've gone through those famous passages of scripture, phrase by phrase. And uh, that's been a, a fun time, interactive. I teach preaching and communication, uh, spirituality, church and society reading and study skills, and sometimes English as a second language. Keeps you very busy then. Well, it is, and uh, obviously I don't know those all at once, but it's been a variety. <laughs> yeah. Um, so could you tell me about maybe a couple of particular students and kind of the journeys that they've been on? It, it's lovely to see uh, students growing uh, and, and maturing while they're at college. There's um, 
one of our ladies, um, her name's Katie, tall, thin lady, very quiet, uh, shy, hugely faithful. I, I was doing in, in the uh, writing and study skills, we're doing a bit of creative writing on your favourite place. And, and Katie's favourite place was to be in church where she could pray and be still before God. And Katie was on placement with the uh, chaplaincy team at Gulu Main Prison, which is a large prison. And we, we've been taking the Alpha course into prison this year. And so because she was on the chaplaincy team, Katie has been helping with the Alpha course in prison. And it was lovely to see how the, the prisoners welcomed her, how there was great affection for her uh, among the prisoners and how already she was winning their, winning their respect. But also over time to see her grow in confidence and to see this quiet, shy person come out of herself and begin to preach with more boldness and uh, make people laugh and uh, speak out. And uh, she has now been ordained, she's continuing her training, but she was absolutely overjoyed at her ordination. And we, we thought she probably goes to sleep in her dog collar because she didn't take her dog collar off for about a week. And she was so thrilled. So it's been absolutely lovely to see her grow and develop. And, and one feels that, yes, here the college is um, doing what it's meant to do. And then another name to give you is Emma. Um, Emma is a boy, he, short for Emmanuel, but everyone calls him Emma. And he's a really lively character. He's very involved in youth ministry. Uh, there was a very big youth conference in Guru recently, which he uh, was strategically involved in the leadership of that. And Emma's just a, a lovely young man. He's humble, he's willing to learn, He's prayerful, he knows his Bible, um, he's desperately seeking God. He's, he's kind of torn between uh, a calling to medical mission. He's a nurse at the moment and ordained ministry. And we're wondering if there's any way that those two callings can even be combined. But here is someone, a man of integrity, a young man of integrity, who's uh, really getting hold of the gospel and uh, I, I think a shining light for the future leadership in the Church of Uganda. Great. It's really encouraging to hear that there was kind of those stories of growth. Um, are there particular challenges that, that you face and that the students face as they head out in ministry in Uganda? The, the, the constant pressure is from poverty. And poverty has all sorts of consequences. Where you have poverty, you have a prosperity gospel. And in their desperation people will go there. Um, students struggle to find their fees. Parishes struggle to find the contribution that they're meant to provide for the fees when a student comes to college. Students are, are meant to bring uh, food with them when they come and students struggle to find food. So always uh, one is aware of the, the pressure of poverty. And then when you come back to the UK and you see the overwhelming abundance of things that are available and just the ease which, which people 
can take what they want because it's there and without that sharp awareness of the inequalities in the world so there is a need there I mean it's it's a long-standing problem it's a huge problem there are there are no simple answers to a complex problem Um, but it must be something that breaks God's heart so to pray about that I think the other thing is that the, the persistence of traditional religion and it doesn't matter where we are uh, our traditional religion is hard to shift and there are still many traditional beliefs now of course some of them are entirely consistent with the gospel uh, and that's fine and there's a good work of contextualization going on but there are other practices which are uh, inconsistent with the gospel particularly with the God of love that there is a great fear of God and that people believe that okay they may be all right with God today but if they sin tomorrow God's going to abandon them and so th- th- there's there's a picture more of a God of fear more of a God of love and so I, I feel particularly concerned to communicate the true gospel the good news that something happened and that six o'clock on Good Friday the world was a different place and now because of what Jesus has done we can live as different people in a different world so I really pray for the gospel to run swiftly even among those or particularly among those who may call themselves Christian but are still bound by fear and a lack of appreciation of what the gospel really means and what the good news is Thank you for listening to this podcast from Church Mission Society. For more material, go to churchmissionsociety.org forward slash resources.